Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Everyone, welcome. I thank you for tuning in, whether it's live or after the fact. I thank everyone, all my listeners, I'm here for you and so, so want to um, tell you how I appreciate it and hope that it helps. Absolutely, I'm here for you guys and we're all in this together and so the more the merrier. Okay, now just to let you know, if you didn't hear last week's show, I'm now going for two hours. It's mostly because I don't want to disappoint others. You know, if, if more than one person called in, I discovered I didn't have time in the healing. Now, if, um, if I don't get two callers, it also gives me time, even if I do get two callers, it gives me some time to give you some information I don't have on any of my other archive shows. I had decided to do this a strictly process show, but it did occur to me that there is some basic information I'd like to share that would help people understand what it is I'm doing. And maybe I should have explained some of this early on when I first started this back in whenever it was, February when I started, was it March I started the show? Anyway, I don't remember the first show this year. But in fact... It's never too late, right, guys? So I'm going to share a little bit of um, information today. It's very basic, but something that will help you understand a little bit more what I'm doing when I do the healings. And it will also help you understand a little bit more why each of us has the issues we have and how we can shift and change them. We can heal them. We can bring them into balance. Anyway... Just to let you know, uh, this show and all the future shows will be posted on my website, which is simply JanetRichmond.com. So in case you miss the show or you want to listen to it again or you want to share it with a friend, you know, you just tune into my website. After I, after I do the show, my um, wonderful, incredible right arm, right leg, left arm and left leg assistant, who is incredible, she's a friend and wonderful, she does post them on my website and she gives you a little index explaining you know what's <laughs> what's going on what's going on in the show so this one would be posted to you know have an, a little bit of explanation about what it is I'm talking about I'm going to be talking about in just a minute anyway so you can also download the shows you can listen straight from the computer you can download them you can put them in an mp3 player your phone or whatever and you and listen while you're walking while you're exercising while you're you know, um, commuting if you are on a bus or 
when you're even when you're driving to work. So there is a lot of flexibility because it is on an audio file. So I encourage you, even if you're someone who's a visual person, that you might want to tune in from time to time. Also, every show has a healing on it, and every show. The healing is going to help every person, and I'm going to explain that more clearly in just a minute. So I encourage the listeners to follow through with the healings as well. Again, I will explain it in a, in a bit. And um, But please call in, guys. Let me give you the number to call in, 646-668-8565. That's 646-668-8565. If you can't call in because you're at work, which is probably most of the time for most of my listeners, at least here in the States. You can also email me, guys. If you have an issue, you have a question, anything, a concern, please email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com and let me know. And if it's an issue or a question that would be really helpful for all the listeners, I'll answered on air otherwise and I would email you back to tell you exactly what I'm going to do or if it's something simple and you you know it's a quick quickie and and not not uh, a big big thing to put on the radio show I'll just quickly email you back so I'm very responsive it might take me a day to get to you just so you know because I um, um I answer my emails every day at least once a day but once in the blue moon i mean sometimes i do twice a day but depending on timing i might not get to you the next day anyway so um please either email me or call in if you can or just enjoy the show anyway i'm here for you and i'm really been fortunate to discover this big body of work from joan culpepper the woman who brought in the higher self information Um, When she died, I did get the rights to her material, and it's almost a thousand cassette tapes, most of which I've transcribed and indexed and I use for the basis of um, a lot of stuff. And it's really everything that I talk about comes from the higher self viewpoint. It is not a religion, guys. It is not something that you have to believe. It is information. It's a viewpoint. And it's I'm getting it out to share it with you. If it resonates with you, terrific. If not, there's a lot of other material, a lot of other help everywhere. And I love that because there's something for everyone. So there's nobody here that absolutely must, you you know, there's no rules here. There's no shoulds. I offer it because it's fascinating. It's changed my life so much. It's changed the lives of so many people. And so... And and the the great news is that you can do it. Anybody can do it. That's what I love about it. Anybody can do it. Everybody can do it. You don't have to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth. But if you have the silver spoon in your mouth, you can do it too. You don't have to be born as a powerful psychic or anything. There's no gift or talent. There's no requirement other than just becoming aware. Okay? So anyway... Now, um, I want to explain a little bit about what I do. And I see I have a caller with the number 8026 that is asking a question. And I will get to you very soon, but I do need to unfold a little bit of this information. And I think it would help if you're calling for healing. I think it would, and I think it's someone I know who said she would be calling today. I invited her to call in if she wanted. So 
I would very much, um, I'm looking forward to doing the healing for you, but I think it would be helpful for you to listen to this as well. So I will get to the caller. Anyway, um, as I think I said last week, there's so many wonderful psychics and so many wonderful healers out there. And everybody comes from a slightly different direction. And so I want to explain a little bit about the direction that I'm coming from. You you won't find me telling you things that you know. I won't be able to say, uh, maybe one day I can do this. I don't know, but I won't really be able to say, oh, I see that you're married and you have two kids or you're working in this profession or here's... Um, you know, where you grew up in the South and all of that. I'm not really able to pick that, those kind of things up. What I do is I go within and I'm pulling out findings, sensing underlying beliefs, underlying limited understandings, underlying mis- misinterpretations, underlying um, misconceptions, emotional upheavals, experiences, blueprints, whatever it, whatever is underlying the pattern that you are carrying that you've called me to work on. Or I have a client or what I work on myself. I, you know, I start with a pattern. Okay, what is it? And then I, the, the, the way the information unfolds for me is I begin to see what is underlying the pattern that you're having in this life. Now, bottom line, what it comes forward is what um, the higher self call a soul scramble. And so I will be tuning in to see the soul scramble. You see how it manifests. You see this miserable thing where if you, every time you change jobs, there's backbiting or you get betrayed or other people take credit for your work. And I'm, I'm literally making this up as an example. Um, and you just, but you know, you say, oh, I've got to get out of this. And then you go to another job and it may look slightly different, but there's similar elements. And you begin to realize that things are following you. <laughs> no matter where you go, you tend to have similar experiences. Or you might have an experience at work where there's jealousy or maybe people feel threatened by you. And then you discover the same thing is happening in your, you know, you're working in the, Boy Scouts with your son, or in the Girl Scouts probably, and and you find it with the other den mothers or something. I mean, I don't, I can't be more specific, but our patterns tend to repeat. They look slightly different. The situations, the the exact details look different, but we find that we have repetition going through our lives. So these are what people come to me because they want to heal that. They might have a money loss. You know, they begin to make some money and then for every couple steps forward, they, you know, they fall one step behind and they just can't seem to get ahead. They can't seem to move out of this chronic moving into situations where, for example, you know, money just slips through their fingers. So in any case, I call what I do a type of soul scam. Now, I want to explain what the soul scramble is exactly. And the higher self, I have a little tiny quote. <laughs> it says that comes from one of these tapes. And I also bring in my own information now, but most of mine isn't taped in the way that Joan Culpepper did. She was just so great. She taped every session, every individual reading, every workshop, every class she taped. And the higher self, so I have all these 
beautiful quotes and words of wisdom and all the explanations all from these tapes. When I get information, I'm usually out walking or something like that. I am now taping my sessions with uh, individual clients, but much of what I do, the information comes in when I'm outside walking. Um, Probably a third of my second book, um, I got the information outside walking and then came in and wrote it in my own words. So I don't, a lot of the quotes in, in my books come straight from Joan's material and they are fabulous. And this is this one. It says, each soul in, de- in its defining of terms, many times becomes confused as to what the real issues are, and therefore negative experiences in many instances are repeated over and over again, simply because the soul has not fully understood the inner workings of what went into these various negative experiences. So the soul ends up repeating these experiences because they are confused, they do not understand, and the soul scramble is therefore used just to indicate the, this dysfunctional um, and limited and, and often very painful pattern that we find in our lives that holds us stuck like in a rat wheel of sorts or a mouse wheel, whatever. You, I hate to use the word rat because it has a bad connotation. And those mice or those guinea pigs, they're so cute on those little wheels. So let's put it there. I don't want to emphasize the completely negative aspect of, of it. But in any case, it, these, these wheels, these patterns, these scrambles are born from our lives, our experiences, the situations and conditions that we have, both with people and also within a cultural context, the cultures that we're born into over eons of time. And what we do is we misunderstand the events. We misunderstand so much that, and we, or we misunder, misinterpret. So, so much of what we live through or so much about even the dying experience, that's a powerful one. So the scramble is made up of one misunderstanding, one emotional attachment, one misinterpretation, one limited belief after another, and they accumulate lifetimes after lifetimes, and it builds more and more complications. It becomes more more entrenched. So what I want you to think of, because it's hard for me to explain it, quickly, which I'm trying to do, is I want you to envision each one of these misunderstandings, each one of these emotional triggers, each one of these uh, confusions or limited or false beliefs to be a rung on that wheel. The wheel need many rungs so that the mouse can keep it spinning, right? If it had Three, wheel, three rungs on it, there would be no spinning of that wheel. It would be sitting un, unused, played with, batted maybe once in a while. It would be not at all what it is with many rungs. And so these pieces, these rungs, are what I'm dealing with when I'm doing the healing, what I'm trying to find. I want to get you guys, whoever is calling in, and I do it on myself, started on understanding the scramble, understanding the wheel, and what are the rungs on that wheel, 
and and then of course to move you into the neutralizing process so that we can dissolve the rungs if the wheel has some of the rungs dissolved it's much harder for that wheel to keep going and then the mouse just will walk away and that's the beauty of this work we don't have to get to the complete end point where every single rung is gone. We are going to slow the process down. As the rungs get taken, the, the wheel can't move as smoothly. It's just going to be wobbly. It's just going to, you know, the mouth is going to stop and start. And that's the way it, it is. So we don't have to get all the way to the end to see the shifts in the pattern, to see the shifts in the uh what ha- and what we manifest in our outer reality. Now, the reason all listeners can benefit from the healings, even when I'm doing it on someone else, and you probably are already there, you probably already figured this out, it's because even though one individual has his or her own unique set of rungs and her own unique wheel manifests in his or her life in her own unique way, we're all snowflakes, But in fact, we all share so many of the rungs. Let me give you an example. Could be for one person, a big part of their their wheel is the emotional feeling of shame, okay? Now, shame is so common out there. It's a rung on so many of our wheels. So even if you're not showing shame and it's not showing up in your patterns in the way that it's showing up in the person I'm healing, when I get to the rung of shame for that individual, all the listeners can work on their own shame. And even if you don't think you have shame in your life, um, work on it anyway. I can't help but really impress upon you. I pick shame because personally for me, I had a friend many years ago who was like a buddy. I would meet with her once or twice a week for like two or three years and we do this work. It was just hugely beneficial for me to have that buddy and to have someone, and I recommend it for everyone. But this particular person had a huge rung of shame. It, it was just like a platform on that wheel. You know, it was like a big section of that wheel. And I remember thinking, especially in the early days, of working with her, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I don't have shame. It was so devastating and so upsetting. And I was absolutely sure I didn't carry any shame. So, hello. (laughs) Mine was just not of the same degree. It didn't manifest in the same way. But I discovered as the years went by that shame was a rung on many of the wheels. And trust me, we all have soul scrambles, many of them. Many, many, many of them, and sometimes they interact, sometimes they're, they're like cogs in a wheel, and they kind of, they're both working together, so as one spins, another one is also spinning. It's, it's very, um, it's, it's complex, guys. We have, it's, the soul scrambles are basically what we are here. Most of the souls, not everyone, you can rarely ever say anyone, everyone, but most of the souls here are here on on this planet because of the time and the energy and the frequency on the planet to deal with some of these soul scrambles that they've had a really hard time getting rid of before. We have the information. We have the help here. 
we have so much that um, we have so much that available, so much higher understanding, so much wisdom, so much you know uh, ability, context, viewpoints that can really help deal with these painful patterns that we have gone through many lives and repeated over and over again. And as the show unfolds, trust me, I will give you more and I will start giving you examples of soul scrambles. And, and uh, my book, my next book is, deals with soul psychology and soul scrambles and it's called Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. It is finished. It is not yet published. I'm still in the process of trying to figure out how to bring it out to the world, and hopefully within a few weeks I'll know whether, um, you know, how exactly that's going to happen. But in the meantime, I will be giving you tidbits uh, on this whole journey and on the soul scramble on the radio to to help anybody and everybody who is interested. Um, but we're here to undo these and to heal these and to bring them into a state of balance and to really get some of those runs gone. Now, if we're working on shame in one soul scramble, it's part of it's a rung on many of our other soul scrambles as well. So when we're working on shame for the, for one particular pattern, we are also helping, we are also helping guys our other patterns. And what happens and this is why when you go through a healing and neutralizing of some layers um you may think that nothing happened because that particular pattern doesn't seem to shift, but you notice the shift over here on some other pattern in your life. And this is why, because you've healed or neutralized a rung that has not, was not, it wasn't enough yet to, to show up in the main pattern you were looking at, because maybe that pattern has, and I'm just using it as an analogy, has 50 rungs, okay? But the other pattern over here that you start to see a shift in only has a dozen. So one rung, uh, when you're working on shame, it, it might make more have more of an effect on this other scramble over here, the other mouth wheel. So that's that's how it works. And we just, this neutralizing just keeps dissolving these rungs, keeps removing the blinders or the false beliefs, and we are always raising our, conscious awareness and it really helps our journey in this life there are going to be things that when I do this work when I do these healings um, that you may or may not be able to relate relate to much of the time you can relate to some of it sometimes all of it but once in a while it's like huh I am I don't know what what, what is that um, I can't relate to that at all. I mean, and I've gotten so many like that in my life that I was just stunned about. And just because of my respect for this work and knowing how how it works, whether or not we understand it, whether or not we can relate to it fully, I neutralized and would have some major shift, I'm telling you. It just was buried so deep. It was so part of who I am or one of the major runs, it was so, you know, the actual experience, the actual understanding of it, I, I didn't have. But it was really very much a part of that pattern or a, of a pattern that I was working on. So I encourage you not to get too upset or too 
dismayed if you don't, can't relate to whatever comes up. There is never any, any, any criticism or any judgment. This is not about flaws. This is totally about what are the misunderstandings? What have you come away from? What's built up? What's become the rungs of a certain whatever wheel that is creating discomfort, dissatisfaction um, in your life? So, okay, so now I'm going to move into uh, the caller whose phone number ends with 8026. I'm going to put you on the mic. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can. (laughs) Great. I hear you clearly. Okay. And is this Rita? Yes. Hi, Rita. Hi, Janet. I'm glad you called in. And um, I thank you, too, for all the listeners because they're going to benefit. And I was hoping you could maybe give a little bit uh, of background of what it is that you would like me to work um, work with you today. Well, um, I've been through quite a bit in the last couple of years, my husband passing away and so on, and I realize, like you say, these rungs, <laughs> uh, I, I realize that, you know, I was very dependent. We were a very interdependent couple. And so now that I'm on my own, I realize that working with him through the years, I made little progresses but not huge ones. But since he's passed away and I've been thrown on my own, I have made a lot of progress, a lot of growth, I'm sure. I've uh, been braver about certain things, not as fearful and so on, because I didn't have a choice. I had to do it on my own. But be- also, I don't know if the stress of all that or whatever, but physically I've been fighting a lot of battles physically. Um, okay. Went through a hysterectomy just recently, and then I had a breakout of psoriasis all over my hands and had problems with that, got through that, and then I have cataracts, and now now I just made appointments to get those work done, and then I found a lump on my throat. So it's just like within one year, all these things, <laughs> it's pretty oh, I, you know, I, dramatic, you know. So, well, I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm- I'm sorry. I know that's really hard on top of, you know, being on your own and all of that. Right. The financial thing has been a big, huge worry. So I've been pushing really hard to, you know, step up my work processes and step up my contacts and so on. But when you have all these physical things to deal with, so much time is spent running back and forth to doctors. And, you know, so it's been really traumatic, (laughs) to say the least. Well, I, I, you know, my heart goes out to you because I really know how how that feels. It's it can be really tough, and and this work also helps the physical a lot. It doesn't mean that in one session on the radio suddenly the lump in your throat um, is going to disappear, but because once it's manifested in the body, it's move it's it's moved from the abstract or the energetic into the concrete, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we can't help it. It doesn't mean that we can't help your emotional reaction to it, which is a lot of times <laughs> the hardest that's thing. That's a big part, yeah. Yeah, the worry and the fear and whatever that we all would tend to go through. Um, so I'm I'm really glad that you called in because I don't know that I've had a caller since I started this show that has had – oh, yes, we did, we did, we did, we did, we did. Um, we did have a caller that called in with a physical – situation so but it's always good because don't we all have them 
And um, yeah, and so we also want to, you know, address maybe the. You want me to address the physical, right, rather than the financial? Well, they're kind of intertwined, I believe, because I think all the financial stress has probably caused a lot of these physical manifestations on my body, you know? Right, the stress. The stress stress. is a common problem, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, one's one's wheel is spinning, helping to spin the other. The financial one is helping to spin Mm -hmm. the physical one. And you you mentioned... uh, um, Go ahead. you did mention patterns, and I, I do feel that through my life there's been this pattern where things seem to move along and look like they're really going to happen, and then they partially happen, but then something else comes along that just knocks it out of the ballpark, and it just seems like a repeating thing. And it doesn't seem, I don't feel that I was responsible for those things that happened. They were usually some outer uh, thing that happened to, like the companies I was working with, something came happens struck them down in a bad way and so that left me out kind of you know in the cold kind of thing i've had that happen a couple times so um you know like a bankruptcy or to the company or one of their main clients just pulled out at the last minute and it wasn't related to me but it did affect me because then my deal was usually off or put on the back burner so to speak so I seem to see a pattern of this happening through my life, and I just can't quite see where am I making it happen, or is it just something that they're learning processes that I have to learn, so they're happening to me? I don't know. <laughs> That's a bit confusing for me. Well, I don't blame you for having it be confusing, because I think it is confusing. And um, However, I want to say that it isn't your Fault. It's not about fault or blame. But yes, we do bring in these patterns because it's the only way we have at the soul level to draw our attention. To if, if our life was perfect, we, we'd never be motivated to to learn or to grow or increase our awareness or to heal to, or to bring into balance. So usually before a soul comes into a life, there are certain um patterns or issues or misunderstandings, the soul says, okay, I want to see if I can resolve these in this, this life. And they, the soul just in general, and maybe I'm giving you more than you need, picks the situations and conditions, the parents, it's all co-created with the parents, and the, in order that these, you would have co-created with your husband for, so to, for an example, and all these things um, are chosen by us at the soul level. We don't remember when we get into the life, oh, well, we, we did this because we want to learn about that or we want to heal this or we want to become more aware or whatever. We don't know when we come into the life. But, in fact, we have made some decisions at the soul level to do the healing. And the unfortunate thing is so often we don't, really figure it out and then we lay aside the body and we go oh my gosh i you know i just stayed in that that rat wheel i didn't really get out of it now i'm going to try again and then we pick different situations different people different whatever and again we often fall back into the misunderstandings and we um but but as i was saying now there is this expanded understanding out there i mean you when you think about psychology even and I've said on the show, and I often say it, just 150 years ago, psychology didn't even exist. But in our mm-hmm. mind, we, we can't even imagine not knowing at some gut level that the behavior of the adult 
have something to do with the experiences of, of that person at, in the childhood. Every so, time women had any kind of trouble, they used to refer to it as hysteria. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the 1800s. So it, it really took, that's what I mean by the, the, the concepts on the planet have just expanded so much and so fast, and now we, we can figure it out. So, yes, in fact, the patterns you see are your soul's way of, of getting your attention, your soul's way of, mm-hmm. of screaming at you. Sometimes I think it's a scream, you know, but right. it's, it's, it's like saying, hey, it's like shaking us. Okay, we have a pattern here. We really be, want to heal. So, mm-hmm. and there are many roads to Rome. There's many ways to heal. I happen to really respect this way, but it's not the only way. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, unfortunately, those financial setbacks or those work setbacks, again, was, was something that you did bring in because at some level, there's some rungs on a wheel that that don't allow you. You have a pattern where your financial security, your financial balance, or however you want to look at it, is is not present. The wheel is keeping you on a, in a situation. And whether it seems like somebody else is doing it or not, in fact, you were, you chose to work with that company. So mm-hmm. you, it's, it's, it, it may not, it doesn't mean because the, the free will is the soul level free will. It's not the conscious mind. So, so a lot of people say, well, I didn't choose to have my house burned down <laughs> or my well, house you know, You know what's so, interesting, but, too? I, I do want to mention that when I was younger, my sister used to always say to me, you should teach. You should teach. You have so much to give. And I said, oh, I'm so busy you know, working and pursuing my art and trying to make money on it that I don't have time for that. But then, because the financial thing got so serious recently, I have been teaching the last 10 years, and I found that it, I've had a profound effect on others through the teaching, you know, through the art. You know, people who are, it's almost therapeutic, you know, they've had breast cancer, different problems, and it's been very therapeutic for them. So that's very rewarding in itself, and it forced me into teaching where I was resisting it before. So there's something right there, you know. Well, that's, that's a great point, Rita. That's really great, yes. You moved into something that before... Um, yes, and so that is really wonderful, and, and um, I happen to know someone who is in your art class, and that person does get a lot of really wonderful uh, benefits from it, both artistically mm-hmm. and in other ways. So, um, And anyway, so what I'd like to do is get started for you, and just, I... I I think you've come to one of my meetups, so you probably are familiar with the whole amalgamation process. It yes. changes, you know, it changes up as time goes by, so it may seem, it may not be exactly what you remember it, but it's okay. It's, there's no one right way to, to do it. Um, but what I'd like to do is get started, and I ask that you, I think we discussed it before um, when we when we talked, if you might call in, and you just want to find a comfortable, quiet place. Um, and basically follow my voice. And I encourage all the listeners, again, I may be working on Rita, but the rungs of her particular pattern, her situation, her repetition, her physical problems, um, absolutely um, everybody has every rung, even if we don't think we do. So 
I would like to get started. Tough enough. <laughs> Want to get into the process here. <laughs> but I, I knew it was going to take a little time to discuss the soul scramble. I wanted to have a show that had the basics there. So now, even though bits here and there I'll be talking about as the shows unfold, at least the basic idea of the soul scramble is somewhere on the archive show. And I can refer people back to it. Anyway, all right, so you and all the listeners, I ask whether it's live or archived, I ask that you take a deep breath and just quiet the mind as best you can. Uh, Make yourself comfortable. Follow my voice. You can be aware of things going on around you because we're rarely in a situation where it's noise-free, but try to keep focusing on the voice and following along. I encourage you to shut your eyes simply because the work that we do is enabled or made possible by your focused thought. This isn't the kind of meditation where you go into an altered state. Those are wonderful and positive and help in many ways, but it is this is different. We use the focused thought to as a turn-on switch. The focused thought is what brings us into and to become one with the divine energies. The divine energies that we carry cannot just move in and heal us because we're in the free will kingdom. We have to invite them in. We have to ask them to help. So what happens is we use that focused thought. And so when I speak, I do an extended amalgamation. You, you don't do not you do not. I'm gonna. By the way, I'm gonna put you on mute, um, Rita, and I'll put you back on the mic when I'm done. All right. Um, okay. So the gosh, I lost my train of thought, but I just realized I better put you on mute. Sorry. All right. So. It's just we use this focus thought so I want in order to be able to invite in the these and this energy that helps us to invite it invite it to help us to ask it ask it to participate so I want you to just sit quietly listen to the voice shut your eyes so that you can focus easier and you're not distracted by the beautiful artwork that you may see in your home at your own artwork and I want you to simply first I want you to simply focus on this what I call the pure soul essence I don't want you to worry about the word or the title it is that light within that every soul carries every soul carries the light within from the lowliest grain of sand to the highest most evolved being and this light is like the DNA from the originating source, just like we have DNA in every single cell of our bodies from our parents. Every single soul has this pure soul essence light. And this light is everything that the originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is powerful. It is potent. It is pure. It is perfect. And it is this light that enables us to neutralize. I want you to focus on this light You can see it as a flame of a candle or a spark of light, or you can see it as a powerful sun, because that's how powerful it is. This tear soul essence light is as powerful in our lives as the sun is to our planet. 
And that's why I like that symbol. And I want you to see that sunlight, that symbolic sunlight filling you, filling your physical body, filling your etheric bodies, all the parts of your beingness at every level. Pulse it out and expand it, bring it even past your physical and etheric bodies and grow that light and it's growing and you're becoming a beautiful and giant beacon of light as are all others that are listening to this show live or archived. And this, these beam of lights are absolutely moving and growing, intensifying, and touching each other. So we have become a giant array of light. It's a beautiful sight. I'm seeing and feeling the enormous potential and power of this light. And while I'm at it, I'm going to have the higher selves move move it in through and around the totality of the planet and allow any soul that wishes to partake of this light to do so. And... But now getting back to us, I would also ask that we become aware of and invite in the what I call the conglomerate higher self. It is a the energy of your higher self and my higher self and the other higher selves from all other listeners, both live and archived. I know, guys, it seems weird, but we, but we can do that. And this conglomerate energy means that everyone's higher selves are involved in the healing. Your higher selves are directing me. So when I go in and begin to work on your rungs, so to speak, the higher selves of everyone else is working on them and mine on me as well. So we all get benefit, guys. We all get benefit from this incredibly powerful group higher self energy. I also ask that we now become aware of the the connection that we carry 24-7 with the originating source. And as we focus on and become, ask to become one with, to amalgamate with or to be one with, or you can simply say, I am the originating source of all there is, the connection that we have is instantly expanded it's as if we are tapping into that infinite resource in any way that we wish and it's our guarantee that we're always bringing in and using utilizing the divine energies that we carry and that we receive from the originating source we are always utilizing them at the very highest level we are always doing the healing at the very highest level because we are that's what we're inviting in we're inviting in the very highest level of healing in this manner. And now I would like to focus on you, uh, Rita. And symbolically, I'm standing close by. Um, I see you in front of me. And I'm getting a picture. I'm seeing the spot in your throat it's kind of drawing me in um, to, you know, it's drawing my focus of attention there. And just give me a little moment here because, first of all, I would like to begin by simply, before I get to the deeper rungs, I want to begin with some of the obvious stuff. I want you, and as I call out the rungs, as I call out the issues, what I'm seeing, I want you to, you and all that listeners, to please release that energy, those ideas, that pain, that 
upset, that confusion, whatever it is that I might come up with, I want you to see it moving in to your own light. You can see it as smoke. You can see it as like an oil gusher. You can see it as, you know, globs just blooming out. You can see it however you want. You can see it in humanoid form. You can see it as, as uh, spherical shapes. Not spherical, I mean geometrical shapes. You can see it as you want or not. You can just simply say the words, I am releasing. And then in your mind, you can say, for example, if I find shame, I'm releasing the shame. I'm releasing the shame. Whatever I say that I see or whatever I'm saying that I encourage you to release, I want you just in your mind's eye, guys, to just let it go into your light. And as it moves into the light, it will be neutralized by the light. And then it will be absorbed by the light. So this will be permanent. Everything you release into that light is permanently let go of your energetic field. It's moving out of the energetic field, out of the physical body, out of your beingness, into your light, this divine light that you are, and it's being neutralized and absorbed. Okay, so I want it again just to begin with stress because I definitely feel it it's as if the whole upper body is tense. The stress is, it's like this weight or this pressure throughout the whole body. I can feel it in the neck. I can feel it in the shoulders. I can feel it. Um, it's, it's like it's found a little home there, this stress. And I want you to begin to release it. You can see it moving off, off of the shoulders, out of the throat. You can just see it. Okay, and now I'm starting to get... I want you to, this may, not, this may seem weird, but I want you to open your mouth, Rita, and I want you simply to watch or sense or feel or just give permission for the, for the patterns to come out of the mouth. I'm really feeling a, a lot of holding back, a lot of repressing the things you want to say, uh, a lot of repression of the, your viewpoints, your opinions. You are one that carries actually great wisdom and great understanding, but there's been times where you've had to maybe, for example, in this life, it's where you had to put aside the teaching. It's not only that you didn't do that activity, but teaching in a way is expressing and giving out what you have learned, what you think, what you feel, you, your way of sharing, your way of communicating. And so that is just one aspect, but I want you to see it. And I'm just seeing you almost disgorging this, this, this huge amount of stuff. And it's way more than just this lifetime. It is a, um, it's a pattern of almost choking yourself off, almost forcing yourself in a way to, um, to not speak out. And I feel like there were many lives where you, you, you did it out of self-preservation because we've lived in so many arenas, and I say this in many of my healings, where the understanding was such that if you didn't follow every little rigid rule, every little belief system, and if you spoke out that you didn't, that you didn't believe or you didn't agree, you would be excommunicated, you would be burned as a witch or something. You know, there there's so many 
cultures even on this planet, let alone other planets, where there are the, the very limited ways of thinking, the very restrictive type of cultures and societies um, that we've all been in many, many, most of our lifetimes. Um, they, many people, and I see this really true with you, Rita, kind of choked off that inner knowledge, that inner awareness, that, 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 that wisdom, that joy. I mean, that, just the joy of sharing. There's something very joyful there for you. And so when you did the choking off, what I'm seeing now is not only frustration, and I want you to release the frustration, not only stress, because, you know, it takes energy to shut up. You know what I'm saying? It takes energy to shut that off. If something is really coming up for you and you're really feeling something from the heart, you're just very connected with whatever you want to say and you have to choke that off because it's just not going to fit in the situation or the condition you're in. Oh my gosh, you, it, it takes energy. It takes determination. It takes force. It takes an energetic force. And so I'm feeling this, this big, um, a big sense of frustration. There's almost, there's, there's even anger under here, um, tempered with understanding because at some level you did understand why you had to do that. So that, so the anger wasn't, um, was really based on the frustration. And that also what's come into play here is, is, okay, God, I, I'm, it's just coming at me like so fast, it's hard for me to even keep up. But it's like there's, it's, it's the fetters. I, I'm seeing like chains, chains on you. And even though it might not be around your neck, I feel like you feel like you are chained. You, you just can't be all that you are. You can't open up. You can't express. You can't do everything and do and say everything you want because it's just, that the societies and the situations are so tough and there's so many misunderstandings here too. Um, wait a minute. I have to get, I, I just was getting so much there for a second and I, now I want to tune back in. Okay. So, um, so some of it is frustration and some of it is stress. Some of it is, you know, life-saving or, uh, having a, a better life, maybe having food on your plate or put food in your mouth. But also, blame has come into play. The, you know, it's, it's normal and natural. That's where the, we go. That's the human condition, especially when we don't think that it has anything to do with us. We blame the outer authorities. We blame the people down the street. We blame whatever the situation is that's creating some whatever the people are that's creating the situation that you have to shut shut off who you are. So what happens is that a lot of blame comes in and unfortunately we it's very easy for us not only to blame others but to blame ourselves because we've had plenty of blame heaped on ourselves over the eons of time. So we internalize and we begin to believe that we it's our fault in some way and that we're flawed and, and all of this. When in fact, it's simply the situation and condition that we didn't fully understand. We didn't fully grasp the higher viewpoints of what was going on. And so we fall into this 
finding fault with ourselves and others, and th those two are crippling for us because whenever we find fault or whenever we blame others, we become powerless. So when we place blame on others, well, it's their fault, I'm suffering, we give away any ability to change that situation because we can't change the others. So there's really a sense of powerlessness here, a uh, sense of helplessness, and um, it, that those both are really big time. Some Somehow there was reasons. I see a lot of reasons that you gave yourself, um, maybe even in this life, though I can't, I don't know if you can relate to it, but there were always reasons why. Okay. Uh, one of the reasons that's coming up for me is to avoid conflict. Now, I don't know. I want to see if I can get the some of the origins of this. Um, I don't know if that's how you feel in this lifetime, but I think part of this avoidance of conflict was based on the very real possibilities that you could be hurt or harmed by the external authorities in some way. And so your way of coping and handling, which many people do, it was the way literally of saving your life, not only to restrict, you restricted the the voice, the expression, the speaking out and disagreeing because because it literally could save your life. So this this also started this rung of avoiding conflict. And what has happened, and I see this so clearly, that it's become practically a self-identity. The practice, the pattern has repeated often enough, which is very normal, which has happened to, to all of us with these soul scrambles. They repeat enough times in so many lives that we it almost becomes automatic pilot. We we stop thinking about it after a while, and we start moving into just doing it sort of automatically. Don't don't even question it. It becomes what I call a solidified truth. It's something that's not even questioned. Well, I can't dis. I mean, I'm making this up, but I can't disagree with my husband because he's my husband and so we we don't even question or i can't you know disagree because it's his career i can't you know we have these reasons why we don't speak up or we don't express ourselves and okay but that's there's more to it than that also the part of the blame thing here is that we begin to feel that we that our opinions and our what we value what's important to us our viewpoints are aren't worth anything there's a big part here where we start to undermine and undervalue we don't just start to do it we do it over and over again and we begin to feel worthless and that worthless feeling you may not feel that way fully in this life but it becomes an underlying foundation. It's one of those rungs that virtually everyone has because we've all been part of lives where we've been, you know, in, the, in an untouchable class, for example, or we've been some sort of in many servant lives or we've, you know, been part of societies where the external authorities and, you know, man's inhumanity to man, even the value of human life has in, on this planet has, has been uh, there's been no value to human life so many societies you know there's so much 
brutality and cruelty because, you know, a chicken maybe was more important than than a person. So if you stole a chicken, you could be killed. As long as they had the chicken back, that's what was important. So it's very important. It's it's very rampant in all of us, this rung of worthlessness, and I want you to begin to release it. Um, Okay, what I'm handling here are basically very general rungs, and I'm hoping and and I'm seeing for you, Rita, and I'm sensing that people are releasing these these basic rungs because everyone is carrying them, and I'm seeing this stuff come out. But now what I'm getting is just a lot of pain. There's been many, many, many lives where there this whole scenario has been extremely painful you felt pushed aside, passed over, discounted, unseen, um, unimportant, almost like a piece of furniture, uh, a, um, a mat that somebody walks on every day. You have a lot of pain from this pattern of being walked on, walked all over, ignored, uh, it's almost as if you've been experienced lives where people didn't even pay any attention to you. You were just such a small, oh, just it just gives me a, a, an upset feeling. And I want you to release the pain of that, the pain of being feeling like you're nothing, feeling almost invisible or um, like you aren't significant in any way and it just it's just hurting me and I want you to begin to release the pain I'm feeling it coming out of the heart area there's a lot of grief and sorrow there there's a lot of there's a part of you that really knows your worth but it's it's it doesn't get to speak up enough it doesn't get to assert itself enough so right while I'm working on this I want to call in this divine love the divine acceptance the divine self-worth, the divine value, the divine self-esteem, the divine um, self-connection. And I want those divine energies to seek and search out, which is exactly what they'll do, those parts of you that do feel value and worth, that do know and appreciate who you are, despite all this other stuff that went on. There, There are definitely some strong parts of you inside that feel... Good, and I'm calling in these energies to empower those parts, to expand and intensify them, and to fill the symbolic spaces left empty by what you've been releasing. And I'm still seeing you letting things go out of your mouth. Now, I want to go back and focus again on the the lump in your throat. The what I'm seeing is what you've released already has diminished the that energetic pull that I felt when I first went in there. In some ways, there is some stuff that has definitely been released that has definitely made it less intense, less energetic, less problematic. And I don't know exactly how that'll manifest, but I want now to address the fear element here because fear is incredibly stressful in itself the fear and the worry and the anxiety 
And I want you to literally begin to, you can see it coming out the top of your head. You can see it coming out of your mouth. You can see it coming just like waves out of you because that's what I feel. I just feel like the waves of fear and every wave that comes out is going to move into that beautiful light and be neutralized. And I'm just seeing it pouring off you. And I really congratulate you because fear is sometimes we hold on to fear because we, that's what we've done. It's such a habit to hold on to it. And I want you just to know it is like diarrhea is a toxin of the body. When we have something that's toxic that we've eaten, we have diarrhea and we release it without thinking a thing about it. Well, fear is a toxin of the mind, but we're not used to releasing it. We're, loose, we're used to analyzing it, justifying it, talking about it, sitting in it. Just at all the time we do that, we're, we're not releasing it. We're not helping ourselves. We're actually intensifying the fear. We're entrenching it more and more. So, but it's such a habit. It's so, so many of us do it. It's such a habit that sometimes when it gets to releasing fear, we hold on and we, you know, we just let a little bit go because what we can, but it is just like a, it's a toxin of the mind. And I want you to just see it lifting off you, wafting away, moving into your light and being neutralized. Your light is expanding as I'm watching because it becomes the neutralized energy becomes part of your light it's just beautiful it's powerful um there's a little bit more coming out um, and it seems to be centered right at the heart area but it doesn't mean that you're not feeling it coming from anywhere else um okay this is interesting it's reducing that spot that i'm seeing at the throat, it's reducing it even more. Uh, okay. I, what I'm feeling here is that this whole pattern manifests as the lump. For you, it has manifested as the lump in the throat as a way, really, of your soul saying, it's, it's a more extreme way of pointing out to you that there's an, there's an issue here around expression. And the worst case scenario, which I don't see now as being probable at all, would be that something to do with the lump and it would actually affect your speaking ability. I mean, I don't know because I don't know the lump in the throat and where it is, but I don't see that as being probable at all now because you have done this work. It feels to me that this was a way that your soul brought in for you. It was saying, hey, let's heal this. And you have done a good amount of healing. The lump hasn't disappeared, but it just feels like the energy behind it is is so reduced that... It doesn't mean you're not going to have to deal with it and do whatever they need to do. Maybe they have to take it out. Maybe, I don't know. Even if it's some sort of cancer thing, it feels like it's going to be contained and you're going to get to the other side of this. Now, I can't give that as a guarantee, but I am so heartened by what I see here. Um, I, I just want to assure you. And 
I'm really asking you to continue to release the fear. And what I see here is not a life or death situation. What I see here is simply your way of getting your attention. And I want to empower, I want to give you permission to, well, I mean, it's not me giving permission. I want to call in divine permission, okay? Whatever that is. I want you to be filled with divine permission for you to express, divine freedom, divine expression, divine wholeness, divine unfoldment, divine manifestation of your gifts and talents. I know you're very gifted and you've already manifested tremendous artwork, but I would like to just continue to have that expand divine connection to who you are and divine connection to all your value and your worth and I'm calling in divine love. Uh, Just want you to bathe in that divine love. It is just so powerful. It carries with it divine forgiveness because a lot of it is that you need to forgive yourself for things you think you did wrong, maybe not consciously, but from other lives to forgive yourself for any flaws you think you have because we aren't our flaws. They are blinders and misunderstandings and misconceptions that have built the rungs of our soul scrambles. Now, I want to focus on that symbolic wheel for you and and I definitely see a shift in its energetic pattern um, Unfortunately, things that take eons of lifetimes to build, we can't usually dismantle in one session. It just rarely happens like that, simply because at the soul level, we're not, we've become so used to it and all the coping mechanisms and all the justifications we have and the reasons and the logic and the, the blocks and the resistance and everything, we're so used to it that we give pieces up bit by bit. and But what you've given up today, I definitely see a shift in the workings of the wheel, and it is connected to that financial wheel. They both have, the, the energy has shifted. Energy has definitely changed there. So I feel really good about that. Um, let me just, I want to do one more scan of, of you and... It feels really good. I I just can't help that when I first looked at you, that throat area was just sort of pulsing with energy to draw my attention. It was like a beacon for me. And now it's as if that that active energy has really, you've done a lot, a really good release. And I still see the lump, but it's almost inert now. It feels much more inert rather than being active. Again, it doesn't mean you don't have to deal with it. You do. And I would encourage you to continue to neutralize um, even more layers because the, the symbols that I see are related to today's healing. So next week, maybe if I worked on you, I could go in and I could see there's more rungs there that we need to deal with. But what you came in to do today has been done, and I feel really good about it. So I'm going to put your your mic back on, Rita, and just say, are you okay? Are you feeling okay? Yes. 
I did feel things releasing, and I did feel tears streaming down my cheeks. Oh, well, that's great. (laughs) That's great, lady. You did good. So, I mean, I was picking that up, too, but I never know exactly, you know, how someone, because I don't see you and I don't hear you because I got your your muted, so I don't know. I'm happy. Yeah, I feel that there was a lot accomplished. Good. I'm so glad you called in. And the thing that brought was very interesting to me is the fact that you were talking about repressed speech. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, that was huge. Because I am holding back a lot of thoughts and things because I don't want to create a huge mess uh, right now. Uh But it's very difficult, very difficult. What we do when we when we do that, we we avoid maybe certain kind of mess, whatever it might be, but we're taking mm-hmm. the mess on ourselves. Right. It's yeah. self-sacrifice action, really, and we do it, and we think it's for good reason. But some of those, like I said, we don't even question ourselves because the reasons we do it seem so logical and reasonable. But it. I try. To, a, I, I try not to do it in a nasty emotional way but you know calm try to wait for moments when it's calm or, and can say the right things rather than the, than the you know well calm. I I 100% support you in that um, and what you're going to find as you neutralize that you are going to be calmer automatically you don't have to try to be calm because some of the emotional component for you the frustration, we release some of the frustration. Some of these emotional components will make the, when you speak up, it's going to be a little bit easier. It's going to be calmer. It's not going to be perfect probably yet because we did one thing on it. But there I know, will... there's, a, I know there's a strong avoidance going on in my life because of um, fear. And you did mention the fear factor. And <clears throat> uh, part of those fears are... Um, not being able to meet my obligations on certain things. If, you know, like if you go into a company with this art situation, there's a contract, they send you all over, things like that. And I have had times when I've taken on something and then physically I have a hard time meeting, you know, those expectations. And, I, and I'm such an honest person and I want to please people and make, make sure that I meet what I you know, agree to that... Um, I angst over it quite a bit, and um, I know that's a big problem for me. Well, you know, you and most of the world. <laughs> but I want to say, <laughs> I want to say, the more you neutralize, that's going to come up less and less. But I also want to say to my other listeners that Rita is an incredibly beautiful artist, and I have bought several of her pieces. And I would like to give you the opportunity, Rita, to get out on the air your website or your email or however you would like to work it so that if any of the listeners could are, are interested, and many could be, that they can look you up. She is an incredible artist. It's so beautiful, you just can't imagine. And um, once you get on her website and you sign up, you will get emails from time to time and she doesn't overload you with thematic pictures and you know and themes and oh my gosh the flowers the ocean the 
the scenery, the beautiful places that she's been. It's just incredible. So would you, I hope you'd be happy to share with the listeners your website. Uh, yes, they can just go to www.ritajoyceartist, all one word, dot com. So it's R-I-T-A-J-O-Y-C-E, artist? Art, artist. Artist, dot. that's s.com okay great rita joyce artist.com terrific so um i just wanted to do that for you because uh, i'm lucky i live close and so i've been to see these pictures in person and it just so blew me away that i i couldn't get out of there without buying a few pieces they were just unbelievable (laughs) You remember well, thank that day? You, thank, you. thank you so much. Yeah, I remember one of the pieces brought tears to your eyes. Um, oh my gosh! I, it was, there, it was so, a road. Yeah. Oh yeah, I bought that one. Mhm. So, or at least one of those. So anyway, um, I have I have been lucky in that respect, being able to make uh, emotional contact with my artwork. Uh, people do. Uh, they're drawn to it for the emotional reasons. And um, I don't know um, everything, but I know you are an award-winning artist, and you've been doing it for a lot of years. And so she is definitely um, highly valued in the art community. Well, you know, I've always felt like, oh, I've struggled and struggled and it didn't, weren't, wasn't successful. Then I look back on things I've done, and I thought, well, I've made a lot of successes more than I think. <laughs> because you, you know, sell, selling, and, selling with Princess Cruises, and selling in in Hawaii, and selling in Japan, and all over. So that's a yeah. pretty big accomplishment. When I look talk to other artists, they say, "Oh my gosh, you've done so much," and yet it doesn't seem like I reached my goals. You know, to myself personally. Yeah. And so you feel like you've fallen short, and that's another pattern mm-hmm. that so many of us have. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. we we can't appreciate all that we have done because we sort of. We haven't reached the bar where we want to be. Right, exactly. The, the next level or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, Rita, you know, it just was such a pleasure to talk with you. And I don't know if you want to continue to listen to the show. I do not have another caller to do healings, but I, um, I have one other thing I might share on the show. Well, you know, you were doing, a, right in the middle of when you were doing a reading on me, my handset died, and I ran into the kitchen to get the other one, <laughs> so I missed a minute or two, so I'll have to listen oh, to it on Sunday. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah, the old, you know, battery thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, it's just like I almost got hysterical there for a minute. What? <laughs> okay, so oh, that I really appreciate this reading. It was really, really helpful. Well, you're so welcome, and you you know, it is archived, so if you want to go back and just hear briefly what you did miss, and one of the things you can do with the archive shows, which is so helpful, and many people I know do this, is that they listen to the meditations, the same ones, over and over again, and when they feel like it, they'll pause, because when it's on an MP3 player, you can push pause. You Mm -hmm. can pause it, and then, or if it's on your computer, you can pause it, and then let's say I'm talking about, again, I keep using shame. I don't know why. It seems to be the theme of the, the day. Uh, when you pause it, you can. You, there are many elements that are about shame and that you might 
know in your mind or you might be aware of that I don't actually speak out. And so you can just pause it and or maybe I'm moving so fast that you really want to focus on releasing more and more and more and more of that shame. <laughs> right. Well, you know, when you first mentioned shame, I didn't really think that was an issue for me, you know. But I've, evidently everybody has it somewhere in their life. And I do remember when my husband was sick with cancer that I, I was under so much stress with that that I did have a couple outbursts with him. And I thought, oh, my God, that was really harsh to yell at him like that when he was sick. But it was like he was putting me under so much stressor because he was an alcoholic as well as being sick with cancer. So he would drink, and I would just worry so much that his medications and the, and the alcohol together would be just so horrible and toxic. I would just scream at him and say, well, you, you're so you know, you're being so negative and, you know, you're harming what good you're doing. And so there is a little shame in that where I feel like I could have maybe not said the things I did. But Well, I yeah. totally get that. And <clears throat> but probably there's a lot other, of other shame, and it probably isn't one of those huge, huge emotional things that's the total foundation of your entire life like it was for this friend of mine. Um, mm-hmm. But... But, and that's because hers was so extreme. I, that's, I think, why I thought, oh, gee, I don't have that because I didn't have what she had. So, right. as I said, you know, it's under there and it's operating and it's one of these mm-hmm. wrongs. It may not be a big one, but it, it's there for mm-hmm. everyone some, in, in probably some degree or another. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, you're, you're more like me that you can, you can see it operational a little bit here or there. And mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, but how do you feel? You, you feel like we're finished? Yeah, I do. I do. Ha- I remember, you know, your friend that you were talking about is taking art classes. She told me one time, she says, you're being pulled through the eye of the needle. Says, you, <laughs> well, that's you, what you, we do for ourselves. It's a voluntary said, thing, believe it or not. <laughs> she said, she said you're, that I was um, resisting certain things for a long time, but now life is just forcing me to do it, and I'm being pulled through the eye of the needle, whether I like it or not, kicking and screaming. <laughs> yeah, we call that a pull-through. That's what the higher self <laughs> call it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. You know, we've all been through our share of them, and there's probably more to come. And the we we always have the choice of taking step by step and moving forward and dealing with the littler issues as they come up or we can resist or we can avoid or we can cope or we can hide or we can do all the things that we've all done this isn't a all a criticism this is a part of the conditioning that we have at the human level and then we get to the point where the soul says nope no more avoidance here. No more resistance. <laughs> the, trouble, the, trouble with resist, the trouble with resisting and avoiding is it all builds up and it's twice as bad to deal with later. So. Well, it's, it's, it telescopes it. Instead of dealing mm-hmm. with things bit by bit, it's like it, it, everything comes at once and it's much more intense. It's much more right. short-lived. Um, and so, so the... So the um, so the issue is you're absolutely right. That's what we do to ourselves. But it's we don't we're not a victim. We actually are calling it in ourselves from our own mm-hmm. soul level because the soul is saying enough. It's time. Mm-hmm. Now the fact that you had both the the hysterectomy, you have the cataract, and you have the the psoriasis issue. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's probably other things going on. It's not just about the lump in the throat, but I only have time on these shows to deal with smaller segments, smaller issues. And It seems kind of interesting that since I had the hysterectomy, and of course you, have, you deal with a lot of anesthetic and things like that, that my body kind of is rejecting everything. I, it just seems like uh, all these reactions across my body, like from that, mm-hmm. so I don't know. If it's because it was very toxic for me, I mean, I couldn't eat or do anything for days and days after I had it because of the anesthetic and everything. Yeah, it is. It's traumatic to the body to have any kind of surgery, and you probably are going through a process of adjustment. I don't, you know, there's no way for me to know medically or even energetically exactly what's going on. I mean, I could tell you energetically perhaps mm-hmm. if I went in and looked at it, but um, I'm just mentioning it because there are, um, you know, there, there, we have a lot of toxins. We have physical toxins. We have, uh, you know, energetic toxins. So there's toxins coming into play here, I think, with the skin. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about the cataract, but um, definitely... There's toxins involved. And so when you do a healing, if you listen to my the, the healing again, you know, um, from the archive show, you can pause it at some point and start just releasing toxins. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't have to know what they are. You don't have to know where they're coming from. That's what's so great about this. You just start where you, with what you know. And when you told me to open my mouth, I felt a lot of, like, energies leaving my mouth. Oh, you did? Yeah, I could sense it, yeah. Yeah, I could see it was pouring out. I could really see mm-hmm. it. You were doing such a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, what I'm just saying is you can pause it and you can start to release the toxins. And you can open your mouth and let them come out that way. Or you can, you know, mm-hmm. just see them in any way. They're, we use the symbols. They're presented to us simply because it's easier to focus and understand what's going on or have a way. But the symbol itself isn't what's important, it's what's behind the symbol. So when I see you opening the mouth and like just smoke coming out, it's the what is actually happening. Or um, if, I, you know, I, I saw you at one point and, oh, yeah, gosh, that was the part that I started to see and then I shifted over to something else. It was almost like this pattern had manacles around you. It was holding you back. It was just mm-hmm. absolutely, it was like a ball and chain that you see. Very frustrating. There's frustration. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know, I do, because I'm a visual person, when you mention certain things, I get these real strong visual pictures. And when you were talking about rungs on the wheel, I kept picturing cans being dragged behind me, like, you know, on a wedding, they put tie cans to a car. Yes, and it's I, just holding you back. It was, I was dragging this huge thing of cans behind me, tied to a rope. Isn't that weird? That's a weird visual. I don't know why that came to mind, but that's what happened. And then when you said to open my mouth and about being replaced with words, I kept seeing words tumbling, like falling and rolling and tumbling out of my mouth. Nice. Everybody that I work with has different things. Like I have someone who sees the main issue as a kite flying out, but you know how kites Uh have tails? It's just like the cans. Right, it's right. Dragging, dragging all this other related stuff 
dragging all that baggage behind you. (laughs) Exactly. And then there's also an image I use all the time of being in a hot air balloon where you're in the basket and there are all these sandbags holding the balloon down. (laughs) And, you know, I often get the client or whomever I'm working with to cut the bags off (laughs) Get them neutralized. Let them go. Or the tethers I, that hold it down. Cut the tethers. I think that, you know, I've always tried, to step, always tried to step up to the plate and do the right thing. And I took care of my mom when she was dealing with my dad. Then I took care of her. And I took care of my husband's mom. Then I took care of my husband. And somewhere along the line, I got this almost of anger about when is it my time to just do what I want to do and not be taking care of somebody all the time. Well, that that anger and frustration was definitely there. So hopefully yeah. we got a little bit of it out, and hopefully that yeah. will start to shift, and that's more, you can work more on that. Right. Um, anyway, I am wondering if there is anything else because you and I can talk, we can chit chat anytime. Um, maybe we should end the call, and I have one more thing to add to the show, and then we can. I can speak to you over the phone if you have more questions. Or you can email me. You know, you know we have each other's emails. You can certainly do that, right. too. Right. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate it. And, oh, you're so um, welcome. You're so welcome. It really well. helped. Okay, good. I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you, too, for calling in and sharing with everybody. Okay. Great. Right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. I thought that was really great. I hope the listeners got something out of it and um, that you understand a little better about how these things work. And I did want to talk about habit imprints, but I, I actually in this moment am deciding not to because this was a powerful healing and I already gave you a lot of information on the soul scramble in the beginning. So I think it's enough talking. If there's anybody else that wishes to, oh, I actually have a question. I didn't even see this. Oh, no. That's the person I just talked to. That's Rita. <laughs> Sorry, Rita. You're still on. You must be still listening. Um, yes. Anyway, I, I, oh, I forgot to put you on mute. Um, anyway, I'm. I'm going to, I think I'm just going to end the show because I think we, we've done a, a really good show. And even though it's not the full two hours, we did almost an hour and a half. So I want to, again, thank Rita for calling in um, because it's just so helpful. I mean, so helpful for people to hear somebody else's issues and know they're not alone. And also to get the benefit of neutralizing their own rungs or their own cans, as Rita would say, or whatever it is, their own sandbags, our own baggage that we carry. And from so many lives, whether we are aware of it or not, this baggage holds us back. It weights us down. It creates repetitive patterns. It's part of our ongoing soul scrambles that it's time, guys, we're going to really get rid of these. We're really going to begin to dismantle these rat wheels and one rung at a time or several rungs at a time. And know that, again, you don't have to get to all the way to the end to see changes. You absolutely don't have to get all the way to the end. All you have to do is do a few, and you're going to get shifts and changes. So 
I want to wind it up and thank everyone for tuning in and um, hopefully you'll tune in next week. Don't forget it's you can find the you can find the show archived on my website. Thank you for sharing this process with me. Thank you for being there and I encourage you to get started on the neutralizing my website. As I said, JanetRichmond.com is just a full of free help. I have the archives of two years of radio shows with a ton of information. So if you're the kind of person who likes to get information and understand what's going on, because some of us really like that and I'm one of them, others doesn't doesn't matter as long as the process is doing something, they're happy. So but not only is there information in all those archives radio shows, I have healing sessions. I have this kind of session slightly different because I don't do them for an individual. I do them for a topic. So the show will be topic oriented and then I'll do a healing related to that topic. So I may have a show on finances or I may have a show on self esteem and I give you some information from the higher self perspective their viewpoint, their information that's been shared over these many years, first with Joan and now with me, and then I do the healing. And I've had, as I said, emails from people who say, you don't know me, but I listen to your shows, I do the healings, and my whole life has changed, and I really want you to know. So you really can benefit. Plus, there's a tab on my free download uh, there's a there's a tab free downloads and under that tab one of the categories says the amalgamation statement and under that I write out a description and explanation and then at the bottom there's just like three or four or five sentences that you can say focusing on a few, a, a, a few moments each one because that's that those that focus of attention that's the turn on switch that activates the these divine energies that do, that do the neutralizing and the empowering, it is, and it's right there so everybody can get started. You don't have to come to my meetup groups. You don't have to buy a private session for me, although if you want to jumpstart, I can do private sessions for you. But my whole goal is to get anyone and everyone to be doing it on their own. This is a way that we empower ourselves. We're not waiting for somebody else to change or some other condition to shift. Like, oh, I'll get a job as soon as the economy changes, as soon as the economy gets better. Well, unfortunately, that, that viewpoint makes us powerless because we can't affect the economy. We can't turn it around in one day or even one year. It, there's so many huge amount of factors. By working on our own wheels, our own rungs, our own soul scrambles, we can shift the energy within our lives. And we all know that even in a terrible, terrible economy, not everyone loses their jobs. Not everyone falls into financial disarray. So there's definitely the element of what each person is carrying at that energetic belief level. And so I really want to encourage you to begin the neutralizing, to work on yourself. This is what's empowering. And to get yourself 
energetically in shape, so to speak, is just like you would decide to go to a gym. And I've, this whole gym analogy is probably going to so boring for everybody because I say it all the time, but it's so perfect. If you want to get physically in shape, you might decide to go to the gym, but would you go to the gym once a month? Would you really make any progress? And just how long would that once a month <laughs> decision even last? You'd be discouraged because you're not seeing any change. But if you go to the gym three, four times a week, you're going to really begin to watch the progress Watch as your body becomes more and more toned and more and more will you be motivated to continue and you take it on as a lifestyle. Because if you said, oh, I'm in six months, you say, oh, you know, I'm now in shape. Would you stop going to the gym and say, okay, I'm now in shape. I don't need to do it anymore. No, you'd go into some sort of maintenance program. It becomes a lifestyle. You pay attention. Your body, your physical body is important. You want to um, keep it in shape as best as you can, and so you make the lifestyle and or you try to keep it. Would there be times where you're not doing it? Of course, you know, you get sick or you're, you're traveling out of town or whatever. Sure, there's going to be times where your life says, can't go to the gym this week or these three weeks, whatever, and it's the same with this work. But if you, in general, adopt a lifestyle or a practice of doing it two, three, four times a week, you are going to see a tremendous shift. You won't recognize your life in six months to a year. You're going to do that 180. It's just amazing how this work, how effective it is, how much it shifts and changes in areas that we thought we would never, ever shift. So I, I, I just you know, want to say there's just a ton on my website. I certainly I have a book. Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Some people are visual learners. Some people really want the, the book right in front of them to constantly refer to and look back and forth and read on your own timing. That's available, too. I try to make it every as much as I can, this work, available to people in as many different ways as I can. I do have the meetup group, but it's local, but I have that once a month. I do the private sessions, and those can be done over the phone or over Skype. So I try to make it available in every way I can. Of course, I have the second book coming out as well. But a lot of it I, is, is really on us, guys. I work on myself all the time. I have two sets of buddies now where, that I work with. We work and help each other. So I keep going, and I keep unfolding myself. I, it's a, such a wonderful lifestyle and it doesn't always have not like in the gym that you think oh if I don't go at least for a half hour I can't get any value this work at least you can do it for three or four minutes and get value because whatever you neutralize even if it's only a little bit in a short amount of time is permanent you've made a change in the balance of the of the positive and negative that you're carrying at that energetic level so your energetic field is shifting with every single neutralization you do. And it absolutely is permanent. You can't get that back because you've neutralized it and you've absorbed it into your light. So I'm blabbering on is my way sometimes, but I want to share it with you. It's my enthusiasm. I can't help it. <laughs> I just am. It's just been an incredible journey for me and you know, you just, when something's so 
wonderful is in your life, you want to share it. I'm not, not unusual in that way. But I'm still in process. I'm still moving. I'm still evolving. Not evolving, but I'm still expanding and um, discovering more and more of who I am and feeling more and more connected and and with my beingness and building my skill sets and all of that, which is exactly what all of you would be able to do and some are already doing it and uh, in different ways or are also doing it with utilizing my work. In any case, I'm so happy to be on the radio to be sharing this with you. I thank all the listeners for tuning in and encourage everyone to tune in whenever you can. And I'm just getting an idea, and I might do this one of the shows fairly soon. There's someone who's become kind of a buddy for me, and I I think I've mentioned her on the show before. Her name is Shasta. Actually, she called in once, and um, I wasn't able to do her healing in the moment, but I did it the following week, and then she listened to it the following week and, and went through it. But, but in any case, you... Um, I think I might have her on one of the shows because she's one that in very short time, her life is, it's just turned around so quickly and she's so inspiring when you hear her talk. So I might be bringing her on, but you know, it depends on scheduling and, and everything. But this show is organic. It's got its own dynamic and I will share it as, as I go. Anyway, I would like to again say thank you to all the listeners Remind you, my website, JanetRichmond.com. Remind you to email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com. And with questions, concerns, patterns, things that you want me to work with you on. And so I say, best to everyone and until next week. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.